Welcome to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast, where we get to follow up, break down, and discuss last Sunday's message. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more about what God has for us. Now let's join our team as we gain deeper insight into this week's message. Hey guys, welcome back to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. I'm Justin Oswald, executive pastor of TC. Back again with me today is Brad Livingston, lead pastor. What's up, guys? Good to be back. Another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast, and... uh uh man two in a row two we're doing, we're doing pretty good Podcast? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, since the craziness of life and uh before we get too wild and crazy up in here um uh, introducing our guests back again two times two-time mvp half stack johnny half stack i feel special aka johnny half shoulder you AKA are special john Sappleseed. Okay, <laughs> it's just my regular name. Is there more? Is there more? I felt like it was actually going to be something. No. Oh, okay. Sapmaster. Sapmaster. Little Sapmaster. Little Sapmaster. Half stack. We need. I think we Johnny need, half. Stack. We need to come up with one that includes the word cobalt. No. Not yet. <laughs> since you're slamming it. Since you're since you're going to be putting rings on it. Cobalt here soon. I mean, the dirt nasty cobalt. <laughs> John's got a new car. Everyone. It's not really about. new, but it's, it's new to John. It's I not guess. a new car, but it is new to John. Did you really order that stuff already? Yeah, no, for all I did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Savannah, I have multiple questions. Christian, Christian already. Uh, me and him got together, and he ordered it. So. I feel like out of all the things that Savannah is like, I don't know if we need to buy that right now. That surely should have been on the list. Like, what has Shirley got to do with anything? Well, you know, that was a terrible financial decision. <laughs> John, you do you, what, man. No, you no, don't no. need anybody's permission. What year is it? What year Cobalt? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Why does it matter? What year Cobalt? No, you're going to give me crap about it, and I'm not going to let you. <laughs> a 2004. It's a five. A 2005 Chevy Cobalt. You're putting rims and slamming. Um, yeah. Hey, it's paid for, bro. It is paid for. That's what matters. It's paid for. Uh, have fun. That's all you I You do know. you, John. Just have fun. I don't fun. think you need anyone's permission. Yeah, I'm not going to need I think we should. I think we should take the back seat out, fiberglass 810s back there with the seat for Theo. That's what I think we should do. We're probably not going to do that, but, I mean, <laughs> we could definitely put four 10s in there. Hey, two 10s is probably good if you have an Alpine. If you, if you do the right. If you do the right 10s, two 10s would be fun. You have two Alpine Type Rs. But why rims? A lot of times gone by since Are they spinners? Type Rs. No, they're not spinners. Well, you sound like that's a stupid idea. <laughs> <laughs> the tone in your voice is like, oh, that's dumb. Well, of course it is. <laughs> who who puts spinners on their rims in 2021? You're kind of proving my point a little bit, but we'll move on. Bro, you have like, you have nice rims on your Jeep, but those are factory. They came that rims. way, yeah. Yeah, all I want is some, just some nice rims. I have nothing to say. I have a 2008 Toyota Tundra yeah, with lifted wheels. It's not yeah, about, but your wheels are nice, too. It's not about no, being that's what nice. I'm at. Like, I, I have nothing to say to you about this because I put money into my truck. So, What are you saying to me? Just, you know, Justin, like that's just I wouldn't. Your wife should not let you buy okay. that. Well, I'm gonna call her. <laughs> like that's gonna help anything, Savannah. I'm calling you later. I like that. That sounded weird. I mean, <laughs> yeah, about I don't John's like that. Rings. Uh, anyways, yeah. So let's let's move Good on. Times, yeah. No, John, you do you. I, I will. do feel like we need a nickname with cobalt in it. Why? I'll I think of one. There's we'll no reason. One. There's no reason. We'll come up. We'll, you, know, you know who we need to ask? Eli. Eli will come up with something crazy. Like so. Kiki. Cherokee makes sense. That does make sense. Oh, but Kiki. Oh, yeah, the Jeep. Kiki? Kiki. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But, uh, well, it's good to have you back, John. Yep. Welcome to the podcast. Am Never I, though? Am I welcome? We know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, I, I love it when you're on the podcast, John. We get to, you know poke at you a little bit but a lot of times you bring it upon yourself every time okay <laughs> just okay well what is the what does my car have to do with me bringing it upon myself <laughs> in all fairness you did give justin the information that you were slamming it the other day and ever since then it's, it's been already a, a cobalt <laughs> yeah but you see it's like this sitting like i this. think having the cobalt a good move financially oh, i know it is it's paid for exactly you literally drive 10 minutes mm-hmm. to work that's yeah. it and then Anytime outside of work, with, if you're with your wife, you're going to take her new car. Yep. So, like, it makes perfect sense. sense. And I love that. Same situation that. we're in. Me and Asher. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna but drive then you're it gonna to the, turn, put it like the thing you're is, gonna join like the Miata Club around town with the stupid. I mean, with, I get, with the rusted out bumpers and wings I get on the back. I get I get what you're saying. I get it, but I mean, you know why you get it? Because the logic is undeniable. <laughs> John, you don't have to defend yourself. <laughs> I'm not you don't defending. Have to take this abuse. Have fun you don't have in to it. Take this abuse, I will. John. Have fun in the it. The thing is, is, I was what I was gonna say is, I'm gonna drive it until the wheels fall off. There you go. Literally, the rims you just bought till they fall off. <laughs> Yeah. Rims are wheels are I have another name. Rims have another name. Wheels. So you spent money on wheels to drive it until they fall off. <laughs> <sighs> Moving on. We need a small group for this. <laughs> we we have one. It's called Financial Peace University. Uh, no, John. You do you, I will. man. I will. I say it, I say it again. Have yeah. fun. I will. Have fun. It might look cool when you come in. This is what you're no, supposed to do in your early or your late teen years. Golly, I haven't heard that in forever. <laughs> You're looking older. Your hair's grayer than mine. Okay, well, you don't have to tell me that. Notice I have a hat. I'm not getting in that conversation. I'll be 30 all. years old this this year. Really? Stop. Yeah. Really? Yeah. How old? How old? Or when is your birthday again? August 18th. August 18th. You're 29. I'll ask you multiple 29. times before August 18th. Probably. I'm terrible with that stuff. Yeah. I've been I didn't 30. know you were 29 now. Yeah. Me and Ashley were just talking about birthdays the other day. She was rattling off every single friend we have's birthday. Well, who knows like, that? She knows kind of your stuff. birthday. Anthony's she knows birthday. my birthday. Yeah. But I, I was like, I don't like. How do people remember? It that? takes everything in me to remember her birthday. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> so, Some people just remember that kind of stuff. I don't really understand. Oh yeah, no, how, she's a great friend. I do she's get really that. Good. Like, do y'all know like your social? Surely know your social. Yeah, but yeah. I know my driver's license number. No, 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 no. I don't Absolutely. know why, but I do. I don't. I, don't know. Know. I have the driver's license. I don't need to memorize the number. Yeah, I don't know. I don't do that. I know my social just because it's like easy. Yeah, you write a lot. You need to. It takes everything in me to remember the security code on the back of my debit card. Well, I know mine. I'm, I know mine, but it there. I double check it every now and then, like, but. I can remember numbers that I use regularly. Yeah, me too. Which is funny because I'm a numbers person. Yeah. Like I can, math is like my thing. You know, mental math is like my thing, but. Maths. Maths. I don't, I'm not always the best at necessarily mental math off the top of my head, but like repetitive numbers I tend to remember. Yeah. Like I think I told y'all when I used to work that one job we did mm-hmm. inside sales, yeah. I would remember part numbers so I, I could keep numbers and all that stuff. So I could yeah. keep tickets faster. That's always a good thing to have. Yeah. You know. So the problem is I still remember mine. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All the yeah. 10, 16, three, 24. Yeah. It's a light 24 foot, you know, aluminum yeah. two by two. Yep. I still remember that. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you. 1041 is a right hand screen door. I thought that was a tax form. I was a service writer for about two or three months at Ward. And I had to do all the short keys for yeah. all the repairs. Wait, what, how did that go? I just figured if I got it, <laughs> if I got to key tickets all day, I didn't want to look in a book. Oh yeah, like no everybody doubt. else. I wanted the 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 top fifty numbers. More tickets, more money. Yeah, top fifty so numbers. Tickets, I remember more tickets. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yep. Well, <laughs> guys, uh, not that any of you tuned in for that ramble. Uh, other than us making fun of John, I think a lot of people do turn in. Oh, uh, they for, always do for John or Eli or whomever. Um, but yeah, this past Sunday was dope. Super Bowl Sunday. Mm-hmm. So deck it out. Had the the jerseys and the gear and the footballs and the helmets and the sideline markers and just. All that stuff. We put a spanking on the devil Sunday, just like Tom Brady did on Mahomes. <laughs> How about that? Why are you holding the mic? Like I that? always touch it. I don't know. I gotta touch anyway. It. So yeah, I mean that was it was a fun day. It was, it was just, fun day. You know, everyone had a lot of energy. So dude, worship was epic on Sunday. It was. Too. It was good. Like was the worship good. team brought it. I was. It was good. I was in it. I had to get. You know, Ryan did transition with me, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, we were at worship, and I was like, oh, we got to get backstage there, you yeah. know, to get ready to come out and uh he was just in it i hit him on the shoulder the bro we gotta go he's like oh yeah you know um it was good but it was good man worship is good super bowl announcements are good and message is all right so i always feel like it's weird saying the message was good because for obvious reasons yeah but uh we had good feedback from them about the message though no, i mean yeah, a lot of people i heard, I heard really a lot of people it. uh you know we're encouraged by it and all that stuff so well, let's talk about it then, yeah. fellas. Yeah. Uh, you know, we we dealt with uh, we talked every Super Bowl. We got to make a big deal, so we always make even the message has like a sports theme, analogies, and that type of vibe. Um, but I was interested in your face, Justin. That sounded weird. I was interested to see your face when I brought up the infinite versus finite game analogy. Yeah, uh, from Simon Sinek. From Simon Sinek. Yeah. So, me and for those of you that don't know, there's a book called The Infinite Game, 
by Simon Sinek, who's a leadership guru in the corporate world, church world, everywhere. Great stuff. His 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 books are incredible. One of his books, Start With Why, literally helped change the culture of Can our church. Can you see it in the frame? No, no, you have to pick it up. Hold on. Start With Why. Okay, wow, really? Change, change the... Uh, Change the culture of our church. How do you normally pick up a book? Uh, <laughs> not like that. <laughs> I didn't know. I, was, I, was, I didn't know that was in the frame. I was just looking like that, yeah. but I guess I could have yeah, done that. Start go. with why. Yeah. Shut up, John. <laughs> so, uh, start with why. Great book. Change the culture of our church. We use it. Uh, not even not a Christian book. Just a leadership book. Uh, I think it has principles that should match the character of believers and character of Christian leaders. We could do that, but it's not written exclusively as a Christian book or anything like that. Uh, we don't even know Simon Sinek's faith position. We don't know if he's Christian, non-Christian, atheist, whatever. Uh, but nonetheless. We met him, too. Yeah, we got to meet him. He did. He does speak at church things, like church function. When we met him, it was at Church of the Highlands at uh, one of John Maxwell's leadership deals. Which that really wasn't a church thing. It was just it at wasn't, a church. It was just at a church because where do you fit that many people, right? Um, but still, but still, but he's also speaking. I don't know if you saw, he's doing stuff with Global Leadership Summit now. Yeah, he's he has spoken at Global Leadership. Yeah, Summit. so he's but same thing. That's kind of crosses lines, yeah. but nonetheless, I agree. But it's, with I you. mean, it's all pastors heading it up for the most part, right? Right. Oh yeah. So it's like you know, so it's fantastic stuff. Um, but I also think he, I think he has to see a lot of fruit in church circles from so, what yeah. he's writing because yeah, it's, it's all, books. it's I mean, yeah, I mean, it's all, it's all. He's stuff. trying to make make some scratch, make that scratch. So. But all that to say is his ideas are great and a lot of what we pulled from. And so this past Sunday, uh, we talked about finite versus infinite games. Now, Justin, give me your perspective. I know I sent you all my notes, but give me your perspective on the difference between finite versus infinite games. A finite game is known players, Mm -hmm. agreed upon rules, and an agreed upon objective. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, baseball, yeah. football, baseball, football. We use so, football, Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, so, so break that down a little further. Or go ahead if you're going to do that. Yeah, so it's my team versus your team. This is the time. These are the rules. These are the you know the, yeah. these are the boundaries and these are the rules that we agree upon. Yeah. and it's and it's all agreed upon. Yeah, that's essentially a finite game. Yeah, known players agreed upon uh, agreed upon opponents and teams or whatever and time frame and, and time frame and and you know yeah. objectives objectives yeah that's simple mm-hmm. but infinite it's, games infinite games is known and unknown yep players um and the the goal of an infinite game is to perpetuate the game not to win yeah just because going. there is no winning there's no because winning. there's no We're end. not agree. And then, you know, if you read his book or listen to his talks, he talks about like you can't win at marriage. You can't right. win at friendship. Right. You know. It's like you even see businesses are like, We're number one in the industry. He's like, According to who? Yeah. So did your competition agree to that? Right. Did they put their numbers up to yours and you're truly, you know, like or is it just something you say like there? And then he goes on to to talk about like you can't win business. Mm-hmm. Like there's no such thing as winning business. Yeah, the whole point is just to keep playing, keep playing. Yeah. So um, that's essentially what the idea of the book is, is because it's to businesses. It's, you know, too many businesses and leaders mm-hmm. are operating their, their businesses or their organizations, which it, which should be infinite, but they're using a finite mindset in right. an infinite game. Right. Fantastic stuff. Yeah. It's, re- it's really it's good. Incredible. If you want to get the book, it's called the infinite game by Simon Sinek. Um, and that was kind of, and and Google, you, you can YouTube. Those talk, he does some keynotes and stuff yeah, his too, that are really good. So, but I think the the reality is, I think that same concept we t- we take that same mentality of finite versus infinite. So in our spiritual journey, we're playing an infinite game. So like the only point of tomorrow is to be better than we are today, to lead more people than we led today. But it's not. There is no winning. Like ultimately we will go to hell for believers. We'll go to heaven. And so then that, it's really infinite. Yeah, <laughs> right. Seriously. I mean, really? Yeah. But for now, uh, I, I believe many believers are trapped in their anxiety and their depression and their frustration and their confusion because they're trying to play an infinite game of life, uh, with an infinite calling from the Lord, um, using finite rules. So I didn't win today. It's like, well, what does that even mean? Well, the whole point is to keep playing the game, you know, and you add to the mix too many people beat themselves up 
because they don't meet arbitrary goals and standards. Right. And that's part of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to be married by the time I'm 25. Right. Says who? Like, right. that? you pick that number out of the sky. Yeah, it means nothing. You pick nothing. 25 out of the sky. Yeah, it means nothing. You know? If you're married by 25 and your marriage falls apart by 30, is it better than to have waited till 30 and be in a marriage that lasts forever? Right. Like, that's... You know what I'm saying? Or like too many people, especially if you think of businesses or like people that have are ambitious. Like, you know, by the time I'm 30, I want to be a millionaire or I want to make 200,000 a year. It's like, right. that's great, kind of, but like you just pick those numbers out of the sky. Right. Yeah. It means nothing. Yeah, it, me- it really means nothing. <clears throat> Not right. to mention, you know, s- people tend to, you know, underestimate what they can do in a, in a lifetime and right. overestimate you know, what they can do in a short time, right. you know? So it's like, there's so much time in your life that picking, th- I'm going to do this while I'm in my 20 stop, Yeah, you know? And then people like me, <laughs> people like you, may, you're a three on the Enneagram, supposedly. <laughs> um, uh, a three would, a three would say that. Yeah, yeah, you're, the very, you're definitely a different subtype. But what I'm saying is the, the, as a three, the achiever, you know, it's like you want to do things soon. Sure. You know? Sure. To, yeah. It's all arbitrary, and when I really wrap my head around that, it's like it gives you freedom to relax a little bit. Sure, that no and no one else cares. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, really, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, you know, I mean, I not not to sound too close to like secular humanistic or whatever, but I mean, as long as you're pursuing, as long as you're doing in the believer's world, as long as you're you're pursuing after the mission and call of God on your life, in the non-believer's world, we could even say whatever is making you happy not suggesting that that's the right move. What I'm saying is as long as you're in tune with what your life is supposed to be in a believer's world, as long as you're pursuing the calling, like even I even think about this, like, you know, I teach the pipeline students this all the time. Um, you know, that we're all one call from God away from living in a hut in South Africa and ministering to a tribe of people. We don't even speak their language. Now, it's going to have to be a real clear call, okay? Like, God's going to have to make it abundantly clear for me. And buy the uh, ticket. The plane ticket. <laughs> right. But, uh, but if he calls me to that, then the answer you is yes, because my name's already on the ticket, right? Like, my name's already down. Like, yeah, God, you have my life. So, with that said, I think so many people uh, are trying, are, are frustrated and consumed and, you know, go back to the anxiety, the depression, whatever. I think they're frustrated with the state of their life, not realizing that uh, all the things they're pursuing, none of them may be part of what God has for them anyway. It's like, so again, finite rules. Like, I have to do this, I have to do this, I have to do this. And it's like, what if none of that's in the cards for you? What if you're pursuing after something that God has no no intention on letting it be successful? Because he knows if you do that, then you'll fall away, lose, you know, lose the trip, whatever. I mean, we can put that's a long list, but... And maybe um, you will be successful, but that ain't what he asked you to do. Sure, sure, and yeah, maybe you'll be financially successful, but you will still be miserable, right? You know, like it's so some of those so some of those things are. The thing is, maybe you won't right. even be miserable, but it ain't what he asked you to do. Yeah, I think for every per, I think every believer you know? that's not doing what they're supposed to be doing is miserable. You can't convince me otherwise, but you know. Well, I was kind of meaning. I guess that's true. I was just thinking some people. You get you get caught up into what you're doing. You oh know? sure, yeah, it's yeah. kind of I don't want to say like lukewarm type believer, but I guess that could be. You know, yeah, maybe. You know, but it's like I like to think of it as like uh, you know, if you weren't doing what God wants you to do, then He's obviously going to make not really make your life harder, but definitely like not allow things to be like super easy for you. you know? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, I I do think for believers, when we're stepping out of God's desire for our life, He obviously makes He allows things to be convoluted or complicated in an attempt to bring us back to himself. Yeah. Um, I think we could, I think we could see, you know, his, you know, sovereignty, divine intervention or whatever to constantly kind of bring us back home. But yeah, I mean, I think that it's just frustrating, man, because we assume, and I was, I was thinking about this today after I preached on the message and I knew we were recording the podcast today. One of the things I was thinking about is, like, even when it comes to finite versus infinite games, like, we know who our opponent is, right? The enemy, Satan. So, we have, like, our, we're a clear on opponent. We're also aware that there's also people that are on opposing sides, right? Like, so, they're not necessarily for us or whatever, not necessarily going down that path. But one of the things I was thinking about when we're talking about the agreed upon rules, right, is I believe a lot of times in our spiritual life that when, as we're playing the game, quote, unquote, 
um, there are rules that we assume the enemy has to play by that he may not have to play by. And then whenever he doesn't play by those rules, because it's an infinite game, not we don't have agreed upon rules, when he doesn't play by the rules we think are established, we get mad at God. It's mm-hmm. like, well, God's all, like, he's allowing this, like, you're, you're, again, you're taking a finite mindset into an infinite or spiritual battle where the enemy doesn't have to play by our rules. So when we lose our job or someone gets sick in our family or someone dies in our family right. or any of those yeah. things, we're this, mad now. And it's like, this isn't fair. This, this isn't fair. And it's like, this is isn't that? a finite well, game. What's fair have to do with anything. Right. And I, and I think <laughs> that know? Paul, I think when we're talking about infinite versus finite, I think a lot of what Paul talked about when he was talking about the eternal reward was keeping your eyes fixed on what's eternal, or in this case, what's infinite. Don't fall in love with the temporary, because if you're falling in love with the temporary, even what we talked about in Second Corinthians, uh, where we said we, we have trouble on every side, but we're not crushed, perplexed, but we're not driven to despair, persecuted, not abandoned, knocked down, but not destroyed. I think what he's talking about there is he's giving us finite situations but showing us how if we have an infinite mindset, we are actually these things. Yeah. Both of them are true. Like, you are knocked down. But if you they're have an fi- infinite mindset, you're not destroyed. Well, you are cru- you are uh, hard-pressed on every side. That, But if you have an infinite mindset, you can see that you're not crushed. And let's give an example. I'm going to give the example that Simon Sinek gives in his one of his talks. Yes, definitely. To make sense of it from, like, two competing businesses or organizations to, to maybe help make sense of it for anybody who's like, I still may not understand what sure. you're saying from a spiritual context. He's talking about, he, Simon said he, he was talking about when he did two different uh, talks at two different companies, one at Apple and one at Microsoft. And he said that when he did at Microsoft, it was about, it was when Microsoft uh, had the zoom. I think it was what it's called. They had mm-hmm. the zoom at one point it was like, yep. they're the competitor to the iPod. Mm-hmm. And they gave him a Zoom after his talk. And he said it was like, it was incredible. Like the interface was like super easy to use. It was beautiful. And it was was an incredible piece of technology. Then he went to Apple and did this talk there. And then he said he's in a cab uh, with one of the executives from Apple. And he told the guy, he said, you know, Microsoft gave me the new Zoom and it's way better than the iPod. And the executive said, I have no doubt. And he's like, what he what he said was when he when he was at Microsoft though, a hundred percent of the people from Microsoft in their talks, all they talked about was competing and beating Apple. He said, but at the Apple, he said one hundred percent of the talks given by the Apple employees was all about the education and the product and how it benefits the user. Mm-hmm. And he talked he was talking about essentially why Apple is such a better company and how they've sustained and grown to be as large as they are because Microsoft was. Microsoft is trying to get Apple where right. Apple's not even looking at Microsoft at all. Yeah. And they, and what the executive said when he said, I have no doubt is that he understands that sometimes you have a better product and sometimes you don't, Yeah, you know, the zoom may be better than the iPod. Right. But our MacBook may be better than your, than your, uh, you know, PC. Sure. Like that's not the point. Yeah. Right. You're still, yeah. And particularly in that case, it's like, Sometimes you're ahead, sometimes you're not. Like, it's yeah. not, the goal is to perpetuate. We're, to keep we're, we're still playing. And to yeah. them, the play is like, is the end user, does it help the marketplace? Does it help that sector? You know, this yeah. was an educational summit he was speaking at, he said. And, and it's I like, think, that's the point of it. And the mindset for that is so important because Microsoft's mindset is constantly frustrated. Because constantly. every time Apple comes out with something, they're like, God, now we got to compete with that. That's right. Whereas Apple's mindset is infinite, not finite. So they're... They're moving in the direction, like they're just pursuing after their calling of a company, if That's you will. Right. They're like, we're, we're here to do all the things that we know we're supposed to be doing. And whatever everybody else is doing is whatever everybody else is doing. But we're going to focus on doing what we do um, and, and pushing the limits of what we do, not trying to make sure we're beating anybody else. And, and I think that's, going, using that analogy is, is, you know, I think it's why people are frustrated. Too many of us are trying to keep up with the Joneses or have what, you know, whatever, and just, you know, we're, or trying to pursue the calling of someone else's ministry or we're frustrated because so-and-so God really seems to be doing something in their life right now. And it's like, man, you, it's not, it's never mind these small, minute things that you're chasing after. 
um, you know, fall, fall in love with just the game in and of itself and playing it. Um, I think that translates in the church world. Yeah. I think the ch- I think churches that are growing aren't having conversations amongst their leadership about the churches down the street right. or the other big churches or whatever. I don't think Church of the Highlands is talking about Elevation Church right. in a way like the, Com- competitively. Right. I don't. I just yeah. don't think that. It's like, and 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 I, I'm going to say we don't do that either. You know, like no. There are church, some churches in our town in certain aspects maybe way better than us. It's like, you know, Marcus Point has a better, you know, kids' facilities than Transformation Church. Sure. Like, I have no doubt. Have no doubt. Yeah. I <laughs> One, I know how much they spent on that kids' facilities. Yeah, 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 I was ooing and ahhing. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Um, but it's like we're, we're focused on what we're doing and what God's calling us to do. And it's yeah. like, and that thing, that's important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That was not a dig at Marcus Point because we love them. No, yeah. Yeah, Pastor Godfrey is awesome. The yeah. church is great. I was just – so I picked up because I know they have incredible – I know yeah. they have incredible kids' facilities. Yeah, they do. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's it's important that we understand. I mean, the whole point of Finite versus Infinite Games is to just keep playing. But if we if we forget that and we start trying to play by, by finite rules instead of infinite rules, it becomes exhausting. And that's where we get hung up on what we don't have and what we're not doing and how we haven't made it to whatever. Um and so, um, yeah, so as we talk about that, you know what I mean, just talking about the infinite game, we kind of gave, like, three points of, like, hey, you know, we need to make sure we do these things. Now, again, it was football Sunday, so a lot of these are all sports-themed or whatever. Um, but we talked about, first of all, we talked about taking strategic timeouts. Mm-hmm. Taking strategic timeouts. Take a break. Take a break. I like a good break. So does John. <laughs> it's a life's a break. <laughs> you need a break from all your breaks. What's the office quote? What did what did uh when Charles came in? He said he didn't like Jim. He said something along those lines. Never mind. It's irrelevant. Yeah, no, I can. I can, I think can't I remember, remember Charles. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anyways, nonetheless. But yeah, I, well, yeah John. You know, that's the that's the going going joke around here. <laughs> I never work. I'm always I'm always he relaxing. Says, he says he's going to his. Home office air quotes, which we know it's just a couch at his house. So I no longer have he a brags couch. about his man cave till all of a sudden it's talking about work. Now it's a home office. <laughs> it's like, well, it, it is now. Before it wasn't. It's it really a gaming wasn't. station. Okay, it's more than a gaming station. It's, <laughs> it's a nice. It's a nice computer. No, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I have no doubt. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we're talking about taking timeouts, taking a break. Take a break. I like a good break. I like vacations. <laughs> Don't yeah. y'all? I love going on vacation. I do. I am that guy that I'm good for about three or four days, and I'm ready to be back at work. Like, no, 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 no. I can do a long as long as I can be pretty much in control of what I'm doing. Yeah, it's okay. It depends on what we're doing, I guess. Yeah, I'm here. I like. I just love. I love what I do. So like, I'm just like I'm here. Yeah, like if someone was like, "We're gonna go on a 14 day cruise around the Bahamas," like I'm done like, yeah. I'm, for, I'm for that kind of thing yeah, yeah. as long as i have my own room that i can go back to you know you know what yeah. i'm saying like yeah. i need yeah. i don't want to be sweet. how long is your cons- own cruise how long is a, v- a vacation considered that's a great a week? question no vacation can be whatever you want it to be i'm on vacation okay. i think a normal vacation is like seven days seven days a week is i would say it's pretty standard yeah but i think it could be i think it could Arbitrary be two normal. weeks i mean depending on what you want to do like, I want to go to Europe, but I think if I'm going to go to Europe, I need more than a week. I think I need more than two weeks. I need to be able to spend – I need to – I want to go around you Europe. You need the lottery. I need, like, a 30-day Europe trip, you know. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it'd be it, cool is what you it would be cool. Yeah. I don't – you yeah. have the money for that? No, I'm just saying that's oh, what okay. I want to do. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's my a Bitcoin going to go up. My, my Bitcoin hey, going to go up. look at that. Yeah. Anyway, Hey, you can travel around Europe cheap. Yeah. Take strategic timeouts is what we were talking about. That's what we're about. saying. John, John said, taking a break. Um, and, yeah, I mean, timeouts. What are timeouts in a game for, right? Like, in the you take a timeout in a game. You need to pause well, the game. That's a Sabbath, I mean, essentially. Catch your breath, solidify. Yeah, I mean, yes, it certainly is. I think a Sabbath falls into that. But I think it's also just about, like, recognizing. I think in an infinite game where the clock never runs out, we need to get better about recognizing our, the our own emotional and spiritual state. Because we're not, we're not just on the brink of finishing the game. It's in the fourth quarter, and the seconds are counting down, and then we, we're going to get a break. Like 
None of those things are true. Like, this is an infinite game. Until Jesus takes us to heaven, we're here. And so I think we, uh, I think Christians and church leaders, pastors, just all the above, we need to get better at paying attention to our spiritual and emotional state and recognizing when we need to just take a time out from all the things that's going on in life. A. Mm -hmm. B, I think we need to also make sure that when we're taking a timeout, we're talking to our coach, not coaches, God, so that we're making it, it's not just resting our body, but in the midst of resting your body or emotions, are you also refilling yourself? You know what I mean? Like, and I think that, I, man, I think that's where a lot of Christians miss it. You know, it's like we're doing all the stuff, you know, like we're, we're in ministry, but are we connected to the one that is leading the ministry. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and I think we we could all say like, we're guilty of that. Easy, like, we, sure. we could very easily fall into like doing a lot of things for the Lord, but never talking to the Lord. Like that's easy. In easy, ministry. easy. Easier in ministry. Let me just say this easier in ministry than it is in any other profession. I agree. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, it's easy to justify in your own mind. Like I'm doing this for the Lord and negate your prayer life because you're doing it for the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's so Just easy. Down. So, um, you know, so, but yeah, convene with your teammates, all that stuff. And one of the things we talked about is also catching your breath. <sighs> catching your breath, right? But we talked about breath from the perspective of like Numa, like allowing the Holy Spirit to meet you in a, in a really, truly special way and spending time with the Spirit of God. And, you know, um, there was nothing better for me. And I actually haven't done this since Christmas. Me and Ashley were just talking about it. My goal was to get back to it this week and COVID still whooping my butt in the mornings. When I wake up, it takes me forever to get going. Right me too. Because of COVID. Um, Seriously. Once I'm going about 1030, now I'm cooking and I'm fine. I can coach till probably 1030 PM. But man, those first few hours, it's, it's been harder to give at 5 AM. Like I used to be able to, um, but all that to say is getting back to that because those times on the on my back porch watching the sunrise, coffee and Bible in hand were really moments that carried me in ways that now that I'm not doing them, I'm like, Noticing wow, it. like yeah. not being as connected, not being as encouraged, losing track of my why. Um, a lot of those things are, I can see how easy they are to do. And for, for the listener or for those watching right now, a lot of you are keep running into a brick wall emotionally and spiritually, um, losing track of your why, why you do what you do, um, because you are finding yourself frustrated and tired, and you're not connected to God in a way that he can keep you filled up. So um, I don't know what Justin's doing over here. There's like an <laughs> echo going on here. Justin, bad. Justin I put the video of something. us while we're doing it. Um, <clears throat> so all that to say is uh, <laughs> taking a time out for the breath. We want to talk about breath. Yeah. We're talking about the Holy I Spirit. Agree. Yeah. Um, it's good. So, I mean, especially whenever you like, you were doing it pretty like, for the last like three months or so, four, three or four months up Sept- until Christmas, sep- September. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, I could tell just from, you know, whenever you were doing it, like how much more you were just like focused. Yeah. Cause I felt like there were a lot of, there were a lot of things that like probably from now, from January through COVID and everything like that. Like, Oh yeah. You like, there was, there's a focus issue at the moment, not necessarily an issue in the sense of like overall for you, but like, because I'm close to all of you, like yeah. I can, I can always sense there's always something like a little off. Mm-hmm. So no, hands down. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I mean, I talk, I don't know who I told, I don't know if it was us talking about it or if I was talking with someone else about it, about how, how coming off of COVID, you know, we took a week off, we took, you know, a Sabbath week after Christmas. We were back for like a week or two and then got COVID, wasn't there Sunday, Patrick preaching next Sunday. And man, like between COVID and what that does to your body and then just being out of it for a few weeks, it's like, man, coming back, it's like you almost got to like jump start the battery again and mm-hmm. trying to like run on a half empty battery. And then add on top of that, not, obviously, man, I'm finding time for prayer. Like I am sure, doing sure, that, sure. but not having you know, Jesus said, you need go, Jesus specified that there was a certain time that he prayed and a certain place that he prayed and a certain way that he prayed. And I think in believers lives, we just make it spontaneous. Like, the, especially in the charismatic circles, like spontaneous, what a, you know, it's but like, I love that word. Yeah. So <laughs> I think, uh, getting back to like my time, my place and all those things. Um, 
I can certainly tell the difference, you know, and I'm, I'm the pastor of the church. Like, so obviously if everyone else is not doing those things, you know, um, Mm -hmm. like it's my job to a degree, in addition to a number of other things to be in the word, it's my job. Like, so, and I'm preparing messages each Sunday. So the Bible is a part of every day of my life and being connected to the word. Um, and so if it's hard for me, yeah, to get my life moving Imagine. in a healthy way, with that being part of my just routine in general, for the person that waits tables, works at the bank, or whatever, you know, you we we all have to be just intentional about creating that time for sure. It's good. So taking strategic timeouts. Strategic timeouts. When was your last strategic timeout, John? Mm. Answer that question. Just change it to tomorrow. So. <laughs> I will. It was this morning, John. Came in at 11.30. Well, okay. I did not come in at 11.30. I'm just kidding. My John. gosh. I don't know what time it was. I, I, I've been My here door too. was closed. Yeah. <laughs> I've been here. I've been working. I got here at 9.30. 9.30. 9.30 is what time I got here. East day, it's fine. In fact, you walked out of the building and saw me walking up at 9.30. I didn't know what time it was. I was talking to those guys. Well, yeah, you have no recollection of when time is anyway. That's so. true. No, he just waits for his stomach to growl and says, I'm hungry, boys, and we all go to lunch. Yeah. <laughs> and that could be from 1030 to yeah, 11. Anytime. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. It's true. So. 1130. Anyways. Anyway. Moving on. Number two, Justin. Talk to teammates. Talk. To your teammates. To your teammates. Who are your teammates? To be clear, your teammates are the people that help you carry the load. The ones that are trying to help you win. At this infinite game where winning is not clearly defined. <laughs> so, they're the ones helping you carry the load. There's the ones that are there for you, right? And uh, Winning is the perpetuation of the game. That's right. If you're still playing, you're winning. That's right. You're quitting, you're losing. The Take process. that to the bank. Fall, Fall in love, love with, with the, the process. process. <laughs> uh, you got to. Yeah. John, give me that look again. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, man, a lot of us don't have, you know, I was, I was looking at a study the other day and I don't remember the percentage now. It was high. I mean, it was like 50% or something of millennials said that was it millennials or Gen Z. Maybe it was Gen Z. I don't remember what we're here now. Um, they said if they went to the hospital, they didn't have anyone's phone number that they could call to pick them up. Uh, yeah. Like. Uh, it's in their phone. Right. Like, they don't have a connection with someone to the degree of being like, hey, can you come get me? Uh, wait. Like, it's so, uh, including what you're saying, like, they don't have they don't have a phone number memorized. How do I get a hold of the person? Uh, like, yeah. like um, any of that stuff. Like. Uh, it's got to be Gen Z, then. Probably. I mean, it could be. I mean, I, mean I remember a few phone numbers that I can. I, I mean, getting away from knowing a phone number, if it's like, I think it, it if relational. the study was talking about, I don't know of who I would call. Yeah, I think it was just relational. Like, I'm not sure who I would call to pick me up. Yeah, no, I don't have that problem. Well, we're all in community, but we're talking about people that aren't. You know what I mean? How many people no. just go to work and come home? They have acquaintances that they may, you know, uh, go out with on the weekends and stuff, but they don't really have someone. That's a shame. You know? That sounds terrible. Yeah. So, you know, talking with your teammates, uh, super important. So, and we talked about three things that teammates do. So, teammates help carry the weight. Mm-hmm. That's what we talked about, right? Um, you know, uh, except for John. John. Not a lot of carry <laughs> Not with your left shoulder. Right shoulder? I'm not even going to say anything at this point. <laughs> We're looking out for you. Hold on. We, I was carrying that giant speaker earlier. You didn't go that far. That's a that's a way to look out for me, I guess. <laughs> no, Did I you mean, put it on the right shoulder? That's all I'm asking. You. No, I mean, that, you said I'm not allowed to pick anything up. No, I mean, it's not that bad. It's really yeah. not that bad. Well, teammates help you carry weight. Um... Where were you at when we went to? Where were you? He was going around. I was at the other door on the back side. Then I heard voices, so I came back. We were looking for your. We were looking for our teammate, and you weren't there. For a teammate, he's walking around. I was looking for the other people. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, we talked about it's real hard to win the game when you're hauling around weight you were never meant to carry. Yeah. Some of us are carrying other people's weights. Some of us are carrying other people's weights for people that aren't even willing to carry their own weights. So, not, mm, not, not doing inter- that. Yeah. Not if you ain't helping you, I'm not helping you. Like, 
you got to want this for you more than I want this for you. Yeah. That's what I tell people when we do like counseling and stuff. Well, we don't do counseling, uh, you know nope. what I mean? Spiritual guidance. Spiritual <laughs> guidance. When we're giving spiritual relational guidance, because we don't do counseling, uh, when yep. we're doing that, you know, I tell them the ones that I'm, I tell some of them all, like often, I'm like, you got to want this for you more than I want this for you. If it's marriage, I'm like, you got to want this for you more than your spouse wants this for you. Like, you got to want this. You got to want to keep moving. You got to want to be whole. So, yeah, that's important. And then it's also like there are some things we do need to carry, but then a lot of times we're carrying stuff we shouldn't be carrying. Talking about like abuse or shame, unforgiveness, bitterness, mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's like, and carrying a weight that's just not yours to carry, you know? So, um, and then we talk about how teammates help you, uh, help you see your blind spots. That's a big, that's interview. a good one. Yep. That so, is a good one. You want to give the example you gave on Sunday? Yeah. Well, we talked about, Talked about, are you talking about Justin in particular, mm-hmm. or just like the football analogy? Football analogy, either. Yeah, either or. I mean. Well, I mean, we talked about in in football, the offensive tackle is one of the most important positions because it guards the quarterback's blind spot or blind side, if you will. Yeah, Patrick um, Mahomes needed a good one on Sunday. Yeah, he needed a couple, uh, but <laughs> he's got his own blind side. That dude's running like crazy. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, uh, so we talked about that on Sunday, and we did a little skit. You can go watch the sermon if you want to see the whole thing. We pulled Justin and Ryan and Anthony up on stage, and they helped us out a little bit. And Justin was the offensive tackle, which is funny because I'd be a gangster. There's not tackle. a football team on the planet you'd be destroyed as older than 13 years tackle. old that would have you as an offensive tackle. Like, I think I'd be a good general manager of a team <laughs> <laughs> uh but no yeah nonetheless so um but yeah we talked about on sunday how justin you know justin when he came on to the team at transformation church like one of his things was like he wanted to his main goal was to make my life as easy as possible so that i could do effectively all the things i needed to do if he was doing if him at his best is making me be at my best um you know and yeah that's what's really i mean it's been valuable yes, you know yes. and the tc we wouldn't be where we are today if you weren't you know if you hadn't come along and yeah and that's part of the role too i think sure you know but um but no i mean that's that's totally true and then i think that plays out throughout the even the organization mm-hmm. and and how we structure and yeah. with leaders and things like that, you know, I think right, it's right, good. Right. I think it's necessary. I think our structure has lended itself to help us do this, right? You know, yeah, help totally. people help people see the 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 blind spots of like their teammates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. And then things and then things like small groups too, where you were intentionally putting people in community, mm-hmm. or at least in an area, intentionally putting them in places where they can build community. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, I guess it's hard to force community on someone, but sure. at least we provide the opportunity <laughs> for it. Right. No, and that's totally important. I mean, you got to have someone in your blind spot. You know, I, I, you know, there's been certain moments, even with staff and with us, you know, it's just like saying like, hey, man, you need to, be, you, you know, you should probably be aware of, or you should probably think about this, or, hey, we need to think about, you know, look out for this, or look out for that, or, you know, hey, if, if, people saw us doing this thing it may they could have you know um they could come to a conclusion that something that's not true is true you know what i mean like even pastor dan talked about that like you know having female staff members and like you know trying to figure out where's the where's the line i'm like even for us like me and john are married you know we have a female staff member and everyone else leaves and it's just me and the female staff member here by ourselves it's like those are questions yeah. you got to at least ask yourself. Yeah. Like, is this, do I, you know, do I, I need think to change? Not. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, mean? I like, think somebody got to go. So, yeah, it's like, all right, well, I'm going to roll out too, you know, which is, it's helpful for us because we're, we're all portable. We can take our laptops and go to the house and finish working. But those are just things that we have to, we have to think about. And, you know, uh, you've been good in that arena. And I think we've all, like, we all kind of look out for that. It's like, man, trying to look out for each other's blind spots, you know. Be aware of this. You yeah. Know? It doesn't mean you're not guilty of it. I'm not saying you're guilty of something. It's just saying, like, be aware. It's a blind, like, be a blind spot for you. That's right. You know? Um, but for the regular person out there, you know, like, it may be you're just having unhealthy conversations with someone at work. You know what I mean? Like, you're a married guy. There's a girl at work. You're having un- unhealthy conversations. Having someone be like, hey, hey, like, Slow your roll, you bro. need to chill out, bro. Like, you know, like, that's only going to lead to one thing. None of what you want, you know, like. Better calm down, you know. So just, I just those things are just super important, um, you know. It's good stuff. So on. 
Huge stuff. Huge. And then teammates, <laughs> teammates will give you necessary encouragement. Unless you're John. Then your teammates make fun of you a lot. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Yep. Water boy. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you do that? I don't know. <laughs> and then last but not least, take time for your touchdowns. Uh, celebrating small wins along the way, which I feel like our culture is pretty good at, but I, there's a lot of people that aren't. You know, and we even talked about the idea of like how so many people are praying for a certain thing, and because they haven't gotten that thing, they don't celebrate all the other things that God's doing in their life. Perspective. You know, it's like he's given you four promotions, but because your business, other business hadn't got off the ground, you feel like he's failed you. It's like he's sustained you the whole time. Like, And maybe you just (laughs) suck at business. (laughs) I I mean... Uh, yeah. Why is it God's be. fault? You very, say very, very possible. I mean, it could be. Uh, maybe it ain't God's just, fault at all. It could, or it could legitimately just be the wrong time. Yeah. You know, it may not be like this. It's like Garth Brooks song. Wait, Some of God's know. greatest gifts. Oh, okay. 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 I was like, I was like, like thunder I rolls. I, I, um, I don't know where that was going. I couldn't tell you a Garth Brooks song right now. Say Shut up. Gun to head. Couldn't tell you one. Rodeo. I like Garth Brooks. Who sings? She thinks my tractor six. Who's that? She thinks Kenny uh, Chesney. Ken Chesney. Okay, yeah, yeah th- I, I, that's like one of the only country songs I could legitimately give you right now. Really? I'm not. That ain't my lane. I like country. That's I okay. like mid late nineties country. Real I'm country. not a fan of that. Real either, Garth really Brooks, Brooks Shania Twain. I'm not a Shania Twain fan because false. Yeah. What? Excuse me. Shania Why? Twain. Like you would rather you would in the Cobalt would listen do to what? listen <laughs> to Shania Twain. <laughs> um. She, if me, I had a choice, to me, in she all would, fairness, I would listen to her as quickly as I would listen to Tim McGraw or whatever else. Yeah, I wouldn't want to listen to Tim McGraw either. But well, or any of the uh, Kenny. To me, Shania Twain was Garth, more pop than Garth country. Kinsey or whatever. I don't know these guys. Garth Kinsey, <laughs> Chesney, oh, Kenny Chesney, Kenny Chesney. There it is. Found it. I like it. Making up. I love country it. singers. I want some more. No, don't do that. I thought you were seeing. Yeah, no, we're not gonna. Yeah. We're not gonna do that. No. I'm. I'm not a country fan either. I yeah. grew up with it. Yeah. You know. Y'all need to listen to some Travis Tritt. False. I don't think. Uh, Travis Tritt's good though. No, I don't think I need. Travis Tritt, it's good. Anyways. But anyways, taking time for a touchdown. Celebrate the small victories. You know. Um, celebrate every victory. You know what I mean. Um, what you celebrate, you will duplicate. Leadership principle. So it's like. Keep your eyes and your mind fixed on what God is doing. And it's a reverse engineer concept. Take the debt snowball, Dave Ramsey's principle, you know, concept. If your goal is to pay off your credit card or your your medical, you know, bill, that doesn't mean you can't celebrate along the way. You know, maybe you have terrible credit because you didn't pay your bills on time. Step one, start making your payments on time, right? Celebrate that. And then celebrate after you've done it for three months consistently. And then six months. And then, tw- you know, yeah. but you can celebrate all those little or things. buying a jet ski. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no. <laughs> but, but, you know, your goal if your goal is to be debt-free and that's when you think you're going to celebrate when all your debt is gone, you can celebrate along the way leading up to that. No doubt. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. And you should. Well, we've and, had, Savannah and I have had three big bills that we've had. Uh, they're paid off now. So, good for y'all. Yeah. So you that was one of the main reasons why I got a new car for her. It's just we had to do that as well. But. Debt principle. You can't borrow your way out of debt for the listener out there. You know what I'm saying? Some people try to like debt consolidation, and at the end of the day, you're still it's just moving yeah. right around. So go check out the sermon from this past Sunday. You can listen to the podcast or First YouTube show. channel. Um, or the so website. Subscribe to each one of those, and uh, you'll get all our new stuff. So with that said, got our rapid fire questions. Rapid fire. Boys ready? Rip it. Ready. Ribbit fire. What is something you like that most people don't? Mm. Country music. We already answered that. Moving on. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. What What is something you like that most people don't? Mm. I don't know. Video games. A lot of people like video games. Not in my circle. The only people that like video games are Anthony. True. But there are a lot of people that do. Yeah. I guess. Uh, I don't like video games. Chris Cardi. Chris Cardi's another one. Who's that? Production Chris? Chris or production Chris. Chris. That's how I know him. It's production Chris. Yeah, his first name is production. His last name is Chris. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Chris uh, is awesome. Yeah. Uh, what do I. So the if we're going that way. Like that most rapid. people don't. Uh, we could probably figure this out for him. Political <laughs> news radio for you, Justin. 
I love that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Pol- just politics in general. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. There, there it is. There I it do is. love Leaders. it. Uh, something you like that most people don't. Brussels sprouts. I legit was thinking about food. I was like, what would I do for the love Brussels. um please don't I, say that though uh m night Shyamalan movies really yep that surprises me why do, why do you what's one that? of his movies like the village lady in the water uh, because you, okay the reason why that surprises me is because when we watched uh what was it called the uh the descendant no uh not the descendant Just, uh the, which one's the one where they go to the caves the descent the descent when we watched the de- the descent <clears throat> you could barely watch it. And like M. Night Shyamalan movies well, are like flipping 10 times no, scarier than that. To be fair, no, nah, M. Night Shyamalan movies aren't that scary. Yes, they are. Some they're, of them they're are. They're way scarier. Some of them are. Some of them. The village wasn't scary. I my, mean, it was for a little bit, but. My comparison is that to this, right? So, but like. <clears throat> yeah, unbreakable, like stuff like that. But no, I. So uh, my M. Night Shyamalan movies. So it. A. The reason why I had to get up and walk around during the descent was was claustrophobia <laughs> not fear them being stuck in those like holes. but that's a form like, of fear fair enough but that's why i had to get up and move around right? i was like ah. like when it came to like the little monster things, it just like, it, I was, it, it just took me back a minute fair enough i thought I, like, I thought you probably didn't like scary movies that's the reason why when we were watching I, that well, most of those movies aren't scary when you get to the end you uh, figure them out and you're like oh well that's not that scary but all that to say is M. Night Shyamalan, what, the reason why I like M. Night Shyamalan movies is it's the story under the story, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, in The Village, the story was about the village. The real story was it doesn't matter how far you try to get away from evil, as long as people are involved, it still exists. It doesn't matter how much you shelter. Like, that was the whole point of the movie. Yeah. Um, how do you they, say his name? Shyamalan. The first, first name? I say Shyamalan. It's just M, the letter M, the night. That's what I couldn't remember is, like, Shyamalan. if it's M. Yeah, M, like M. M. Night. M. Night. So yeah, that's that's one of my. Th- Ashley thinks all the movies are stupid, but I my top my top ten movie list. It's got has, a new one coming out. Uh, yeah, I saw that has, uh, Tombstone. Great Inception. Movie. Well, I mean that's yeah. that's completely different. Yeah, but so, I, that yeah, that's just surprised me. That's always why I said that. I, I'm a big fan of those. Who would you be? I remember Tombstone? walking out of the village, out, out of the theater for the village. Everyone be like, "This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen." I was like, "I thought it was incredible." Like, so who would you be from Tombstone? I have no idea. I want to say Doc Holliday, but I feel like I'd probably be white. I feel like you would be Doc Holliday. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> so, he was a little... That mean and he played poker. Does that mean we're not friends anymore? That was a, have you seen, <laughs> you've seen Tombstone? I've seen Tombstone. Yeah. Watch it again. You're you acting like you haven't seen it. Well, I have seen it. I've seen it. Like, several times. But the thing is, like, I don't know it. who I'm gonna, I would be. Go watch it. It's on Amazon Prime. It's incredible. It's one it's of the a great movies movie. of all time. And it's real. I mean, yeah. that's, I yeah, mean bro, those are Tom real Kimmel people. Doc Holliday was incredible. Those are real people. Yeah. And Tombstone was a real place. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, next next question. Uh, who'd play you in a movie? What actor would play you in a movie? Channing Tatum. <laughs> Jonah Hill. <laughs> Jonah Hill. <laughs> Channing Tatum. That would All be right. his. Jonah Hill would no, be his. No, Channing Tatum. <laughs> All right, fair enough. John, who's going to play you in a film? Oh, wait. Rain Wilson. <laughs> Why Rain? Uh, Rain's actually a pretty cool guy. So I would take that as a compliment. John, who do you think it's? I don't know. Um, Seth Rogen. <laughs> Seth Rogen's a pretty cool guy, though. You got to get on the mic. They can't hear you. Oh, uh, sorry. Yeah, he's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> who would play who? I don't know who would play me. You know who I think could play me? Who's the guy from um, Chris Evans? You think Chris Evans could play you? Who is that? Is that the guy from the Marvel movies? Captain Marvel? No, not Captain uh, America? Captain Hook? No. Is that Chris Evans? Chris Evans is Captain America. No, who's the one from the... The outer space people with the green girl, and he's got the guns. Oh, <laughs> yeah, a Star Lord. Um, oh. Star Lord. Yeah, who plays that? Who uh, plays God, I, it's, it's Chris something. It's, yes, it's Chris uh, Hemsworth. No, <laughs> that's I mean, Thor. That. Chris Hemsworth is Thor. That's Chris. Um, why Stapleton. can't I think of his name right now? 
I don't know. I don't know who you are talking about. I've never even heard the word Star Lord or whatever. <laughs> I have no doubt about it. I've literally that. never heard that in my life. <laughs> oh, where is it? I think mine's the most accurate so far. I can't think right now for some reason. What's any different? What's it? It's Star Lord? This guy? Yeah. This guy right here. Chris Hemsworth. It says right there. No, it's no, not. Hemsworth. That's not Hemsworth. Chris Pratt. Pratt. Oh, yeah, I Chris knew that. Pratt. I don't know why I can Chris Pratt. That. I feel like Chris Pratt could play me. I feel like he's sarcastic, witty, and jerky enough to do it. He's a Christian, too. That's a plus. I'm going with Chris Pratt. Channing Tatum. Bro, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel like Channing. Could, I feel like Jonathan. Uh, Jonathan. I think John could be Paul Rudd. I'll take Paul Rudd. I think Paul Rudd could play. I'll take Paul Rudd. Him. He's goofy. Outgoing. You're outgoing. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, uh, what book belongs on everyone's shelf? The Bible. Actually, that belongs off your shelf. You need to have it where you can read it. There you go. Uh, nah. What book belongs on everyone's shelf? The Bible. Eh, we'll, we'll all agree on the Bible. I mean, the Bible is a, a big What's one. What's a book you think people should be reading right now? Well, I'm gonna go right the, now. I'm going to go the Infinite Game just because we've been talking about You're going to talk about some leadership books. I'm going to like talk about some I wasn't going to go leadership. I wasn't going to go leadership. Where, right, gonna where are you going? Wait, okay. Don't. <laughs> you don't know me. I was going to go. I don't know, Save man. Best for last, too. Last one. That's a good question, really. The what U.S. Constitution. <laughs> Why would you say that? People don't know it. That's the most boring. I'm going to go with the Westminster the Confession of Faith. I'm just kidding. I'm going to go Westworld. Westworld. Okay. Ready Player One as well. Ooh, that was a great movie. That's a good book. book. Westworld show is nuts though. Ready Player Two is not a good book, really? and they're making the second movie. I'm going to speak Ready Player Three on behalf of everyone listening. No one knows what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right. Are we ready for the next no one? one? Knows. So, what did you say, Wes? You said I just said the Constitution. The Constitution. <laughs> all right, fine. And Ready Player One. Uh, one. Ready? Okay. Really, really. Westworld. Play Westworld two. is How to one. Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. There you go. Very good. All right. All right. Last, and this was my favorite. If there was a sandwich named after you, what would be on it? One egg. (laughs) (laughs) I beat you to the punch. I had to do it. So we're not saying what the name of the sandwich is because it's our name. Like the Justin. I think think that you can still make up your own. And what would be on my sandwich? Mm, It would be sourdough bread. Okay. Because... It's delicious. Yeah. Um, definitely sourdough That's bread. Wouldn't it be? I mean, yeah. Um, is it because you're sour? No, it's because it's delicious. Oh, okay. It is. It is a good bread. It's a fantastic bread. Okay. <laughs> that was so aggressive. <laughs> so aggressive. Um, what's the? What's? The, well, I'm surprised you're not talking about like wanting to make a Cuban sandwich or something. Well, I'm not Cuban. Yeah, but you talk about well, it all you do the time. Talk about Cuban sandwiches I, more I, than you I would. About I would have a meat. I would have a combination of meats. There needs to be at least two cold yeah. cuts, and, and they wouldn't need to be a normal meat, like a like a like a bologna. like a gabagool or something, yep. <laughs> <laughs> like an Italian kind of a cured meat. Okay. Okay. Maybe like and, and maybe like a London broil type of a roast beef. I don't know. I'm kind of a ham kind of guy too, though. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like it would be. I feel like you should have a Cuban named after you with three different types of cheeses. Why would there be three cheeses on a Cuban? <laughs> <laughs> that makes zero sense. Put some mayonnaise on it. <laughs> I love mayonnaise, but it's not a Cuban name. <laughs> Lettuce, tomato, onions. What's y'all's answer? I don't know. Salt, pepper, vinegar. I hate questions like this. <laughs> These questions, I don't uh, I'm going to go with salami, pepperoni, ham. Uh, turkey. They call that an Italian, bro. That's my. That's that's me. That's what I like. Yeah. I like yeah, that. You gotta be go your with, sandwich. I'm not a sandwich that already exists. I'm going mozzarella. A lot, bro, of, a lot of Italians use provolone. Go with mozzarella and lettuce, Italian spice, oil vinegar, spicy mustard. That's an Italian. And then no, you know what? I'm a sub oil vinegar for Italian dressing. It's still Italian. Oh well, that's what. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. Yeah, yeah but mean, those subtle differences can help. Yeah, I mean it's still it's yeah. my sando. Whatever whatever the grinder is at Santino's. Oh, okay. The grinder. They all they're different kinds of grinders. 
the, the Italian, Italian grinder. Whatever that is, is my sandwich. That's me. That's that's the, the sapple seed? That's the sapple seed. You're just missing an egg, but. Mm, they got good grinders. Shout out uh, Santino's. Santino's. Yeah. I, I need a grinder. Yeah. Oh, yeah, last time you got played. It was pretty good. What did you What did you get at Calzone? Yeah, I think yeah. Calzone is good, but the grinder yeah. was better. You got played. Yeah, played yourself. All right so then. Justin well, had, Justin's going to have a Cuban. Call I it love the a Cuban. Call it the Justin. We're going to call it the Caucasian. On it. The Caucasian. <laughs> uh, white bread, white cheese. <laughs> <laughs> With a white sauce and mayonnaise. Yeah, well, mayonnaise. Oh man, that's a good time. That's funny. Chicken. It's funny. Sliced chicken. White breasted chicken. White breasted chicken, white meat, chicken breast. That's right. That's how I came up with that. That's how my brain connected those dots. Anyways, let's get let's leave. Yeah, <laughs> bye, bye just, guys. Justin walks out of the room. Let's leave. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we uh, have been getting good feedback on our rapid fire questions. Seems to be what mo- a lot of people like. So, uh, if you're still with us out there, we appreciate it. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you're still with us. <laughs> We, uh, yeah, we appreciate you guys. Justin, where can they find more info on the church? You can find us online, transformationchurch.com or Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. John, as always, John, 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 John. you're always a part of the podcast, just sometimes behind the scenes. Yeah, more so behind the scenes. Yeah, but uh, we appreciate you. We'll catch you guys next week for another week, another sermon, another follow up podcast. Later. Later. Thanks for tuning in to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. It would mean so much to us if you would subscribe, like, and review us on iTunes. You get double points if you show love by sharing it with your friends. Don't forget, you can follow Pastor Brad and Pastor Justin on Instagram and Twitter at at bradlivingston underscore and at justinoswald underscore. Tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at followup at transformationchurch.com. And for more information on Transformation Church, visit us online at mytc.life and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola.